0: Is Frank Reich the right guy for the Indianapolis Colts head coaching job? That's a good question. Is Carson Wentz the right quarterback to get this team to a Super Bowl? Is Chris Ballard the right GM to build it? Let's talk about that. This is Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday. January 11th, 2022, we're brought to you by the great people of Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill's the best in the world. If you had a chance to hire the best dentist in the world, wouldn't you? You do. 317-849-2933 is the number. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Colts two days ago. It's only been two days. Today's Tuesday. They played on Sunday, right? Less than 48 hours after. They're woeful final loss of the season, who do we blame? There's got to be blame. There's got to be a penalty. Somebody has to be held accountable for losing to the Raiders and then losing to the Jaguars, right? The Jaguars were 2-14 coming into this game. They are going to have the number one overall selection. They had nothing to play for and still the Colts lost. Why? I think it was fatigue. I think that when you start 0-3... You really got to nut up, focus, get yourself physically ready to play every single week. You don't get to take a week off in the regular season if you start 0-3. Not that people consciously do. But there are going to be weeks when you have to, because of that 0-3 start, you have to will yourself to play at the top of your game. And there is a cost for that. Because the NFL, the, the, the margin between the best and the worst, is really not altogether that big. It's just not. And if you've got to play 12 weeks at absolutely peak productivity across your 53-man roster during a COVID season, I think things at the end of that season, first of all, I think the season's too long. I think 17 games is too long. It sure was for the Colts this year. Colts would have been a five seed had the season ended after 16 games like it did the previous, how many, 40 years. That is reality. So let's talk about Frank Reich. Let's talk about Chris Ballard. Uh, let's talk about Matt Eberflus, Marcus Brady, Carson Wentz, and the free agents that the Colts have got. All right. First, let's talk to, uh, about Chris Ballard. I think that Chris Ballard's one of the best general managers in the NFL. I do. I think his drafts have been really, really good. Have there been misses? Yes, but not altogether too many. I think there have been more hits than misses. And if you've got a GM that's pulling the trigger on more hits than misses and building a team that is industrious and disciplined and uh, the word that keeps popping into my head, and it's the wrong word, righteous, in their kind of loyalty to one another and the organization, I think you keep the guy forever. I Chris Ballard is is a really good high-end general manager in the National Football League. You got the Bears. They just fired Ryan Pace as their GM, right? Do you want to become the Chicago Bears where you're just swapping out GMs because your ownership sucks and they've got to present a facade of hope that really doesn't exist otherwise, change brings hope. And that's all that keeps the Bears' hopes afloat, right? Bears' fans' hopes. Colts, I don't think Colts' fans want to go through that. Constant upheaval within the management structure. It shows weakness in ownership. And what the Colts have got, I think, is a strong owner. I think they've got a strong GM. Chris Ballard absolutely 100% should be back. I think he's going to be more aggressive moving forward, but he absolutely should be back. Frank Reich, he's 37 and 28 in the regular season. Gone to the playoffs twice in four years. He's had four different quarterbacks in four years. Andrew Luck retiring put this thing on a different trajectory. Uh, Frank Reich, while with the media, he obfuscates and I don't think he lies. But he says things that uh, like yesterday, uh, I think that he, he said some things that if he had to walk back, I think he would because they were just nonsensical. They, they, you know if, if I were a Colts fan, I'd be fired up. Yeah you're out of your mind. Like you look at this roster, you look at what this thing is, what it was this year and you, you're gonna say you should be fired up, that's craziness. Nobody should be fired up. People should be despondent. People at West 56th Street should, and I think are, despondent. That's what they should be. However, I think that Frank Reich is learning, figuring it out, processing, and I think he's getting better. And I think that the players are being led effectively. Does he make mistakes game plan-wise? I think he does on occasion. He's not perfect. Does he have all the tools he'd like to be able to be as dynamic as he would like on the offensive side of the ball in both running and passing? No. Can that be fixed? I think that's easier to fix. I don't think the fix for that is Frank Reich. I think the fix for that is going out and getting more weapons. The Colts, as we discussed yesterday afternoon, they invest a lot of their assets toward the cap, a lot of cash on the interior the extreme interior of both the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. This past year, the two guards and center on the offensive side and the two defensive tackles, that's five guys among the seven top-paid guys on this team, Wentz and Leonard, the other two. So you're really investing a lot of resources in the inside-out build, that architecture of this team, and at some point, you're going to have to invest in weapons, or what are you doing? If, if you talk about wanting to be dynamic offensively, but you don't have dynamic players at receiver, you got a problem. Um, how about Carson Wentz? And then we'll get to Matt Eberflos. I think Carson Wentz 100% should be back and will be back. The, number one, there's a practical matter of his contract. Or if you cut him, that's 15 million against the cap that you lose that you could spend. Uh, that's just gone without any attachment to a player. I think that you got to roll it back once in five years, right? With the current quarterback, Jacoby Brissett wasn't the guy, right? Philip Rivers wasn't the guy. It, it had to retire. 39. He was he was too old and immobile to play anymore. Carson Wentz, tough offseason because of health. His foot had the surgery, so he missed all but a day and a half of training camp. And and then you've got kind of the COVID business and, and all of that. This was not this was not a great situation for Carson Wentz. Are there problems? Yes, there are problems. However, I think some of them might be solved going into a second year. You've got a better chance of Carson Wentz being the starting quarterback of a playoff team than you do in getting rid of Carson Wentz and bringing in somebody who's going to get you to that level. And that's that's the practical thing. Can Carson Wentz get the Colts to a Super Bowl? I doubt it. Uh, that seems a long shot. But... It seems like you're going to be better in 2022 with Carson Wentz as a quarterback rather than the alternative. I don't know whether Sam Ellinger can play at a starting level, and I don't think any of us want to find out. You know, are they going to be able to bring somebody else in as a short-term replacement while they figure out who the long-term guy is going to be? I think you got a better chance with Carson Wentz than you do any of the alternatives. That's just me. Matt Eberflus, I think, should go. There's got to be a penalty. Look, the third down defense, not good. Red zone defense, not good. It's not about personnel, necessarily, right? A lot of resources have been invested in the defense, and that defense just doesn't work. Over the last two years, third down defense, ranked 19th and 18th in the NFL. The red zone defense, atrocious. Ranked 25th this past year, 20th last year. So it's not a one-year anomaly. Uh, Matt Eberflus, I don't think, is the kind of defensive coordinator that a championship football team has, frankly. And, and I, somebody's got to go. We're not inside like that program to figure out who it should be. But you've got to be able to outcoach your fans. And Matt Eberflus hadn't been able to do that. Did the defense get better over the season? Yes, it did. And in large part because Chris Ballard and Jim Say sat down with Matt Eberflus after the Jets game and said, no more of this crap. We're done with this zone BS. We are not going to go third and eight and sit back in a 12-yard deep zone and just give up first downs all day. We're not going to do it. So change. Eberflus did under that threat by Ballard and by Ursay. and the Colts' defense improved. That's not Eberflues. That's being managed into his level of discomfort with that defense. Go get somebody who's going to rush a quarterback, get pressure on the quarterback. You've got to get pressure on the quarterback. You don't get pressure on the quarterback, what the hell are you doing? That's the only way you win defensively. All right, somebody's got to pay, like I said, I think it's Eberflues. Marcus Brady, frankly, I don't know what he does. Uh, Frank Reich is really the head coach and offensive coordinator, so uh, I don't think you hold Marcus Brady accountable for much because I don't know what he's actually accountable for. Uh, Free agents. Eric Fisher, I keep as long as it's at a manageable number because I think healthy, he's going to be better at left tackle than any of the alternatives. T.Y. Hilton, time to retire. It, you, it, it, the best abilities, availability. T.Y. Hilton not available enough. Uh, Chris Reed and Mark Lewinsky, both free agents. Chris Reed's going to be cheaper. I don't want to pay the two guards in the center more than anybody else on the offense other than the quarterback. I don't want to do that. So Mark Lewinsky's got to go. I'm replacing him with Chris Reed or Danny Pinter, who I think did a fine job. Filling in for Ryan Kelly at center, Xavier Rhodes, thirty-one. <clears throat> if you want to roll him back, roll him back. At, at a you know small number, he was at a small number this year. It's a a pittance for a, a starting cornerback who's got some leadership abilities. I don't worry about that. Mo Ali Cox, I like Mo. I don't think they use him enough. If you're not going to use him, let him go. But if Jack Doyle retires, you kind of got to keep Mo. And I'm good with that. Kamoko Ture at a reasonable number. I think you bring him back. Was he uh, second in sacks on the team? I I have no problem bringing him back. Taekwondo Lewis, if he can get healthy, he spent himself a lot of money, man. That interception, a joyous moment, immediately followed by tearing his knee. That was disappointing. That set him back financially in a uh, really significant way. I thought Taequann Lewis was playing outstanding football. George Odom I bring back. He was making $2 bucks. He's a special teams ace. He is a guy you can plug in at safety, and he's going to play well, not knowing whether Julian Blackman's going to be able to come back from the torn Achilles. I think uh, George Odom is a guy you earmark cash for. al Qadin Muhammad I bring back at a reasonable number. Zach Pascal, look. If Zach Pascal doesn't cost you a lot of money, he's a good blocker. He's a guy with mostly sticky hands. You know, Can you find guys who receive the football at a more dynamic level? Yeah. And maybe you do. Maybe this is one place where you try to upgrade, but it's going to cost you big bucks. Or that second-round draft pick. You've got to get better at wide receiver, and that means not just bringing back everybody. You know, if Hilton and Pascal come back, how are they going to get better? You know, how are you going to show the improvement necessary to go from 9 and 8 to 11 and 6? You can't just roll it all back. Welcome everybody back like this is summer camp. That that's not the right thing to do. Um it, Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack's got to go play football someplace else. Love Marlon Mack. What a nice guy. But he isn't going to get on the field. He's stuck behind Jonathan Taylor, and that's not the way he wants to spend his life. So he's going to sign a a deal to go play elsewhere, and he should. That's really the... you got guys like T.J. Carey, too. But if T.J. Carey doesn't come back, you can replace him with a phone call, right? Nothing against T.J. Carey, but that's just the way he's also, you know, getting a little long in the tooth and and not a guy who's going to be a, a game-changer at the cornerback position. So there you go. And you've got to sign free agents who are going to raise the level of play here with the Colts. You've got to get better through free agency because you don't have a first-rounder. And that's the thing, too, is they gave up the third and they gave up a first for Carson Wentz, and they're paying him a lot of money. And they're on the hook for at least 15, whether he plays or not. Next year, if it doesn't work, you can cut Carson Wentz and you lose nothing in terms of money. Zero dead cap money. This year, it's 15 million bucks. And that's too big a number to to cut a guy who might come back next year and be a more dynamic force for good for you. Pacers. Lost last night in overtime, 101 in large part because Justin Holiday couldn't miss a free throw. Tried to miss a free throw, knock it off the glass and then the rim, and go pick it up, put it back, and tie the game against the Celtics with three seconds left in the overtime. He got it off the glass, but then it went in the bucket. What are you going to do? Uh, so they lose uh, Domas Sabonis, 23 rebounds last night. Torrey Craig and Lane Stevenson, the two high scorers, for the Pacers, when that happens, you know you're in trouble. If Torrey Craig is your leading scorer, you got an issue in that game, and the, the Pacers did. They host Boston back in this home and home tomorrow night at Cambridge Fieldhouse, and then they got Phoenix on Friday, which is going to be an interesting game, too. Purdue, Michigan, scheduled to be played tonight, canceled, postponed, COVID. Uh, college football championship last night, won by Georgia 33. To 18, I had no interest in a redo of the SEC championship. I didn't watch a second of that game. Why would you? We get to see SEC football all the time. I don't need to see that. I'd like to see two teams who haven't already played one another during the last month tee it up and see how it goes against one another. That didn't happen last night. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we? Sure. Sure. Let's dance around the room, like Creed, on, uh, <laughs> on The Office. The Scott's Tots episode of The Office was on last night. I never missed. it. Just fantastic. Scott's Tots, the best. All right, Alan Best, speaking of the best, celebrating a birthday. Ingrid Shadwick, happy birthday. Christina Watson, Cat Kid. Ashley Flavin, low, celebrating a birthday. Ronald Hines, Andrew Knoll, John Misurich. Happy birthday, the great Chris Wright, who shares all his weather knowledge with us every single day. And Kevin O'Connor, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you know what? Make the day of others better, right? Celebrate others, and that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Lift each other. Be good to each other. Take good care of each other. Let's go, and let's think critically about the Indianapolis Colts And don't let Frank Reich get away with giving us a bunch of pablum yesterday as he held his uh, end-of-season media availability. Colts fans, Colts media deserve much more than what Frank Reich gave yesterday in explaining the collapse the last two weeks of the season. We'll talk a lot more about that coming up this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. Subscribe, ring the bell, like, let's go. Have a great day.